high school and college, which is Chris was class two. Good evening, everybody. <clears throat> it's time to begin our service this evening. As like last week, I will be doing the singing and the duck blind, so anybody watching, you'll only see the slides for right now. So we'll try not to mess it up any more than I did last week. Tonight we'll have one song, and then Jerry will have our announcements. We'll have three more songs, and Rick will have our devotional. And Gary will have closing prayer. For the high school and college classes, since both Chris and David are not here, uh, we will meet in the conference room. I don't think there's anybody in there normally. So we'll go to the conference room and we'll have class in there tonight. I think that's everything. Our first song this evening, there we go, is number 860. He is my everything. Jerry's looking at me like he wants to stand up, so let's stand up, please. He is my everything. He is my Good evening, everyone. It's good to see everybody. If you're visiting with us, we appreciate your visit. I'd like to invite you back Sunday morning at 9.30 for Bible class, 10.30 for worship service. We have some announcements. The following class that's needing a teacher is a two-year-old through kindergarten on Wednesday nights. Fall quarter begins this coming Sunday the 5th. Sign up tonight on the foyer board if you can help. Alan Payne continues recovering. I said, Peggy, sitting in the auditorium. She said, good. <laughs> good to see you, Alan. Did you go to school on Monday? Yeah. Cool beans. Wanda Allen, mother of Sherry Pittman, now in care center. Okay, I'm reading what's here. In Wheelersburg. <laughs> Continue to keep Kelly Williams in your prayers. Marvin McAllister's sister. Continue to keep her in your prayers. 
sympathy to Hilda and all the Bragg family at the passing of Hilda's brother, Carol. His service is Friday at Halls. 10 to 11 is viewing and the funeral is at 11, correct? Okay. Also, we remember Chris and his family at the passing of his stepfather, Wayne Townsend, whose funeral was held today in Waverly, Tennessee. Keep his family in your prayers. Also, Wayne Sowards, uncle of Wanda Lawson, passed away this morning. He was a member of the church at Alum Creek, West Virginia. Continue to keep Kristen, Rusty, Randy Ash, Steve Ware, and others battling cancer at this time in your prayers. Be sure to pick up the bulletin sheet each week for others mentioned in our prayer list. Continue to keep the shut-ins and many others facing health problems at this time. Give them a call and send a note of encouragement. Is there any other announcements that need to be made? If not, would you bow with me in prayer, please? Father, we are thankful for this beautiful day of life. We're thankful for your son who came and died for us. We're thankful for the land in which we live and the community. We pray, Father, that we let our light shine in a way that's pleasing unto you. We ask, Father, that you be with our sick. We're thankful for Alan feeling better and able to go back to work and be with Marvin's sister and Kristen and Rusty and Randy and Kelly and Steve and all of our others that are battling cancer at this time. Be with the Sires family at the passing of Wanda's uncle. Bless them. Be with Mother and her family at the passing of Uncle Carol. Be with Wanda Allen and, and bless Sherry and her family also. Father, go with us through this service. Forgive us when we sin. Help us to be stronger. Watch over us and, and, and we pray that the things we do will be pleasing unto you. Bless us in our class. Forgive us. In thy son's name we pray. And amen. Our next song will be number 708. 708, Walking in Sunlight. Walking in sunlight all of my journey over the mountain, driven deep hell. Jesus has said, I'll never forsake thee. Promise divine that never can fail. Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight, flooding my soul with glory Shadows around me, shadows above. 
51, Blue Skies and Rainbows. I'm extremely right-handed, that's why I have everything going this way. Blue skies and rainbows and sunbeams from heaven are what I can see. When my Lord is living in me, I know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be all alone since he promised me that. next song is number 627. After this, Rick will have our lesson this evening. 627, The Glory Land Way.
Song of Invitation will be number 714. 714, Trust and Obey. There have been times in my life when I wish I had spent more time talking to my grandparents, asking them what life was like for them during a particular era or a war or something, something of that sort. Um, and then, then they're gone, and all you can do is look back and say, I wish I would taken more time to talk to them about that. It didn't occur to me at that time. Well, my daughter is uh, trying to prevent something like that happening, and she has uh, Karen and me um, doing this thing called, I thought I had it written down here, story, something, true story, story worth, something like that. Each week we get a, a question. It's a prompt. And so we spend a couple of paragraphs answering the prompts. And here are some examples of, of the prompts. What has been your greatest accomplishment? What qualities do you value in your friends? At what times in your life were you the happiest and why? How did you feel when your first child was born? Tell about a person who entered your world unexpectedly that changed your life or the lives of your loved ones for good. Not going back and getting so much history necessarily, but there's history in some of those questions. The one we had this, uh, one I had this week, and we have different questions, uh, each of us, is are you more like your father or your mother, and in what ways? And that was an interesting question. And, uh, you know, we hear, we hear these uh, phrases like, uh, well, he's the spit, spitting image, the spitting image, uh, chip off the old block, or uh, I see your mother or your father in you, or even upon self-reflection, eek, I'm becoming my father, something like that. Um, I'm sure nature and genetics does this somewhat, even how we look, even some of our behaviors um, are probably embedded genetically in us, but I, I can't help but think that our environment uh, the nurture part, the fact that we spend at least the first 18 years uh, in, in normal households um, interacting with and, and talking with and living with uh, our parents, that some of that doesn't rub off or contribute in some way. Um, and we also pick up some of their habits, probably uh, both, both good and bad. I think most of you are familiar with Harry Chapin's song, Cats in the Cradle. Um, and he talks about how his son always looked at him and said, I want to grow up and be just like dad. And by the end of the song, unfortunately, the son had turned into being just like me, Harry says. And some of the things that I wish I could change in my life, I didn't model what I wanted him to be um, that I was modeling for him. In Galatians, the third chapter, uh, the, the verses 15 through 26, uh, Paul is writing to them and talking about the fact that uh, there is benefit to being Abraham's seed, to being a Jew, to having that heritage, the, the, the old law given to your people, the guidance and supervision and interaction that they had with, with God the Father and and having Moses lead them through the wilderness and having all of this heritage 
behind them based in that physical seed that Abraham passed on. All those generations. We are Abraham's seed. And um, one of the things that Paul mentions toward the end of that section there in around verse 26 is, uh, or 29, he says, if you are Christ's seed, you are Abraham's seed. Not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. You are of the saved. And you um, can be just as proud, if not prouder, of that fact than all those Jews for all those centuries in their, uh, their lineage and their, their heritage. Toward the end of that, uh, that section in Galatians 3.27, it says, For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. I want to talk just a couple of minutes about what that means to clothe yourself in Christ. If you go into your closet, you look and you see, what am I going to wear? You say, what am I going to wear today? You may know what you're going to wear. You may wear the same thing every day. But some of us have, have different choices and, and maybe it's a puzzle. How, how am I going to clothe myself today? What am I going to wear? And so you can't, you can't do that unless you have engaged in some process of acquiring those clothes in the first place. If you haven't acquired many clothes, you're not going to have much uh, of a choice. And if you haven't acquired any clothes, you're not going to be able to clothe yourself with anything other than what you might find um, someplace else. Notice how we get into those clothes according to that verse. We are baptized into Christ. If you have done that, you have clothed yourself with Christ. You cannot clothe yourself in him without being in him. Romans 6, 3 and 4 says, or Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. Maybe that new life that comes from our baptism is part of that clothing ourselves. Sounds like it in Galatians 3.27. So there is a new life component. Our sins are gone. We have repented. And our repentance includes a change of attitude toward that past life and that past living and a change of action as well. So this new life that we obtain through our baptism, through our death, burial, and resurrection, um, is also a part of that clothing us in Christ. Back a chapter before that, Paul writes this in Galatians 2. But if while seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have also been found sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Far from it. For I, for if I rebuild what I've once destroyed, I came out of whatever I was, and now I continue in sin, I am going right back into that. If I rebuild what I once have destroyed, I prove myself to be a wrongdoer. For though, for through the law, I died to the law, so that I might 
live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul is saying here that part of clothing yourself with Christ is letting him, letting his word influence us so much that it's not us making the decisions, it's our schooled mind. It's our mature mind that we have acquired through knowledge of him, obedience to him, and doing everything we can to be like him. Hebrews 6, 3 talks, tells us to press on to maturity. And he says, and this we will do if God permits. Maturity. You think maturity has anything to do with being clothed with Christ? I would think so. 1 Corinthians thirteen eleven says, when I was a child... I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. But when I became a man, I think you could substitute mature. I did away with childish things. 1 Corinthians 14, one chapter later. Brethren, do not be children in your thinking, yet in evil be infants, but in your thinking be mature. Ephesians 4 11 to 13 says, And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, the things that were established during that first century for the church so that it could, could be firmly established and grow for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man. That's the goal. That's the outcome. So that each of us, we don't compose a mature man, each of us can become mature to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Maturity. Press on to maturity. You can become mature. Quit thinking like a child or an infant. Think as a mature person would be clothe yourself with Christ live on a day-to-day basis as closely as you can to the model that he has left for us I'm thinking that that maturity is a mindset but it's also apparently uh, a way of life according to these passages as Paul said I have been crucified with Christ it's no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me What I do in the flesh is a direct reflection of my faith in Christ. As he talked back in one of those other passages, if I go back and sin again, then I am am throwing away everything that I had in the first place. Christ does not contribute to sin. If we put Christ as our model, Christ first in our life, doing everything we can to mock, to mimic or emulate what he has laid down for us 
in his teachings and what we find in, in Scripture as well, then I got a feeling we'll be on that path to maturity, that we will becoming, be becoming a mature Christian in Christ, and that he will, as a result, live in us and through us so that it doesn't have to be a cognitive process it's a spiritual process and we have been transformed transformed in that process so how do you get to that point well you have to want it you have to desire it nothing's going to happen if you don't target it or 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 uh, want it as an outcome um I think you also have to believe that it's an achievable goal. If you feel so insecure about your ability to do something, you're probably not going to do it. We are told to press on to maturity. We're told that we can become the mature man, the mature person. But it's going to take some effort. So we have to want it, we have to desire it, and... We have to believe, I think, that we can achieve it. We, there's an old saying, you know, our, our attitude determines our altitude. If you think you can do it, you're going to have a lot better chance of accomplishing it than if you are doubting yourself. And then lastly, you have to work at it. We have to study. We have to immerse ourselves in his word in order to get to know him, which is what one of the other passages says up above, Ephesians 4, the knowledge of the Son of God to that, to that mature man and then apply it every minute of every day in every activity that we engage in. So where are you on your journey to maturity uh, this evening? Do you grow in his word? Do you study his word? Do you do everything you can to eliminate sin from your lives? Are you anywhere close to what Paul was when he said, not I, but Christ living in me? If there's anything that we can do this evening to help you get closer to Christ, to become more Christ-like, to clothe yourself in Christ, come forward as we stand and sing.
Bow with me, please. Father, we come to you again this evening thanking you for this day. Thank you, Father, for our blessings and the, and the time that we've been able to come here together this evening and sing songs of praises to you and, and study more in your word. Father, we pray you'll be with us this evening. Father, we uh, ask that you will be with the uh, Hilda and comfort the, the Bragg family at the loss of uh, her brother Carol. Be with them, and, and we pray for Wanda Lawson. Uh, pray that you'll comfort that family, the loss of, of, of her aunt, Father. And we just pray that, uh, that you will uh, watch over all those who was mentioned here this evening, that, uh, that you will bless them, Father. Continue to be with them. Be with us as we go to our classes. We pray, Father, that you'll be with uh, Chris and, and his family as they travel home tomorrow and keep them safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.